All right, folks, what is going on? This is episode 321 of the First and Frame Rate Show. I am VF Baller, and over here we talk about Georgia Southern and Atlanta Falcons football. And I want to tell you right now, I am pretty ecstatic today. I am very happy for both of my football teams, but I'm going to mainly focus on the Georgia Southern Eagles, give them a little bit more love. Not talking about anything in Pacific, but I'm going to give you my gut feeling about this team as of right now. And why I'm I'm going to tell you why I feel about this team. Uh, and if it's your first time here, I want to thank you. You know, I got a, a, a big shout out for 10 horn productions on Twitter. Shout out to him. Uh, got, uh, some guys that actually follow and, um, you know, subscribe to the YouTube side of things. I'm also on rumble. If you want to listen on rumble, so you can go over there and check that out as well. Give me a follow or a like, uh, or subscribe over there. That will be awesome. And if you don't want to listen to any of the podcasts uh, while on YouTube or Rumble, I am on the podcast avenues. You can catch me on Anchor, Stitcher, Spotify. I'm also on Apple and Google. So you could check all that out as well. And if you're interested in uh, having this podcast to grow, you can go ahead and hit the donate button down in the description. There's various ways to donate. All it does is just helps grow this podcast to be um, bigger and better. So I thank you guys. If this is your first time here, thank you for the returning listeners. And uh, we're just, we're just continuously growing. We're moving every day to be better and get better and actually uh, be a formidable, uh, you know, media platform for the Georgia Southern Eagles and Atlanta Falcons football. Very unofficial, not an official spokesperson for for Georgia Southern or Atlanta. I'm just a fan that likes to talk about my teams, and I try to give you my my opinions and insight on things as they see fit. Let's go ahead and get into the Atlanta Falcons side of things first and foremost. I want to let you guys know I am very happy with the pickup that we got with Rashawn Evans. Got him on a one-year deal. The Falcons have been making some very solid pickups, starting from the, the Mar- Marcus Mariotas of the world, the Casey Haywards, the, you know, um, what's the, the the receiver from the Bengals. Now we got, you know, a couple other players. Then we end up getting Rashawn Evans. Dam- Damian Williams is another one. And, uh, I mean, we're, we're, just, we're just moving right along. And uh, it just seems like the Falcons are just trying to get better. It's not. It doesn't seem like this is a situation where the Falcons are just trying to lay down and just tank a season. And that's a really good thing. I'm going to give you some insight on Rashad Evans before I get into the Georgia Southern things. Um, the Falcons signed veteran linebacker Rashad Evans on a former first-round pick. Last year, he had 57 tackles, two interceptions, and a forced fumble. Uh, and he had a career high of 11, 111 tackles in 2019. He has a lot of experience in playing all across the linebacker corp, so he can play outside or inside. So he's going to be a really good uh, fill-in for Foye Luakon. Foye Luakon signed with Jacksonville. God bless him. He's making his money, but don't expect to win many games. That's just, that's just my personal opinion. But who am I to talk? I'm an Atlanta Falcons fan. We're not winning many games either. But... I feel that we did not lose a step by picking up uh, Mr. Evans here. I don't think we lost a step at all. Foyer Luakon led the team in tackles, and a guy like this is very comparable to get when you lose a guy like that. So I think we're in good shape. I think we're in good in good hands. Terry Font knows them, uh, they're still making moves, and they're also trying to get in talks with uh, Malik Willis. That's another story I don't want to talk about until down the road. I already told you how I felt about them getting quarterbacks. I think they're, I think they're moving in that direction and having meetings with him is that, and that seems like that's the case. But I'm not going to get dwell into that 
particular one till down the road. So that was just, you know, my two cents on that. And um, I really hope that things are going to continue to move in the direction for the Falcons. Now, let's go ahead and get into what I wanted to talk about. You see this right here? I want you to understand this right here. If you're looking at this on the screen, Clay Helton, Coach Clay Helton, I think this team that he's putting together is going to be a serious, serious contender, and it should not be taken lightly. And I'm talking about at the minimum, at the minimum in one year. I don't think the Sun Belt, as talented as the Sun Belt is, and I'm going out on a limb because I feel this strongly about my team. I don't mind this being a cold take. You can go ahead and write this down. Um, um, right now it is, uh, what is it, April 5th? You can go ahead and put this together. I think this team is going to be reckoned with in the first year. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to win the Sun Belt, but I think they're going to be serious contenders, and I'm sticking by the eight wins. But I would not be surprised if they do win the Sun Belt. I, you know, I'm going out, you know, I, I really feel this. And I don't think this turnaround is to be taken lightly to the point where this is going to be a running theme year in and year out until this coaching staff decides to just break off and go somewhere else. If this coaching staff stays the way they are for the next three, maybe four years, this is going to be something really special. And even when if Coach Helton leaves, it's going to branch off to, you know, somebody else that's under his wing could take over. But I'm looking at this right now like, hey, what we have now, I really feel that this is going to be a very special situation. I look that I'm, I'm looking at how they run the scrimmages, how they run in practice, how Coach Helton's taking command of this team, and there's nothing like we haven't seen in a long time. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not I'm not knocking the last coaching staff, but I watch both coaching staffs in motion. And right now, it looks like Coach Helton is taking control. He's taking command, and he's not trying to. He's not trying to be too player friendly. I will say that, and I'm not saying that like like he's hard on the kids or anything. But it just with him, it's business. I mean, I don't know if you guys notice, like when they have scrimmages and practices, there's no music playing. Those guys are out there hitting and they're focused. There's no music playing when they when they're having practice. I mean, I noticed that when they was having practice before, and I you know I didn't, I didn't have a problem with it, but you could tell the difference when music is in the background and you're watching the practice compared to them not having music in the background and they're practicing. It's actually a pretty big deal, and though these kids look like they're ready to go, they're ready to compete, they're ready to compete against one another, they're ready to compete against other teams. They're ready now. I'm not saying they're ready to play. I'm not saying they're ready to play in September right now, but they're ready to go and learn. They're ready to get better. They're ready to be better. They're ready to, you know, learn everything that they can. And it looks like they're just taking it all in. I love every bit of this. You shouldn't take this lightly. Actually, I would not be surprised these guys win the Sun Belt. And I'm, I'm saying I, I, I'm to the point now I'm, I'm taking it that far. I would not be surprised. I'm not predicting it, but I wouldn't be surprised. I'm still sticking to my eight wins. But there were everybody else in the Sun Belt and some of these off-conference teams, y'all, y'all need to take heed to what's going on here. 
Y'all need to take heed to what's going on here. I mean, I've, I've been through the schedule a few times. I know what I'm looking at. I think Coach Hudson is going to have these kids ready for uh, Morgan State. Hell, they might even be ready for Nebraska. I just feel dispassionate about this team and, and the turnaround that they've done. Coach Helton has done a phenomenal job at getting these players ready. You know, strength and conditioning. They're learning. The coordinators say they have a long way to go, and I totally believe that they do. But at the same time, I'm not going to sit here and ignore that these kids, they just look better. You got guys like J.J. McAfee out here catching touchdown passes now in this new offense. J.J. McAfee always felt like he was um, going to be one of those guys that could do what he's doing now, but he never was put in that position. This offense puts him in that position. Amari Jones is doing all he can to be uh, the guy that he can be. In this last, you know, and you looking at this last scrimmage, Tyler Johnson, I don't know where he come from, come from Georgia Military College, and he's like he's ready to go now. Now, I know everybody's going to say, well, the scrimmage, they're playing against each other, this, that, and the third, you know, and I said that in the last episode, but look, I know these guys are ready. I feel it. It's just it's just a vibe about what's going on. When you just feel it in the air that your team is just getting getting better and they're gonna, you know, they're gonna uh shock some people. You just feel it. You know, you got some of these teams that I don't know the ins and out of all these teams that we're playing this year. I know Appalachian State's gonna be a problem. They are every they're a problem every year. I'm not I'm not thinking too much of the other teams too much, but I know that Louisiana is going to play us tough. I know that Georgia State is going to play us a Coastal Carolina. I know we're going to have a tough battle against them, but I feel that with this team, that the way there is starting to be constructed, and I know it's still early, but I feel that this team could be will be able to uh, overcome any opponent that they they're playing against. We got quarterbacks. And it's not a knock on the guys we had the last four or five years, but we got a we got pro style quarterbacks that don't mind being aggressive and throwing the ball down the field. Eighty plays, five touchdowns, one interception. Do your guys realize that's like one? And I'm not in. Trust me, it's scrimmage. I get it, but do y'all realize that that is like one interception in three games? If we're being for real. Unless we're having this offense that we're just throwing the ball 50 times a game, which I don't think so, not with the running backs we have. We'll probably throw the ball maybe 30 at the most. I'm just guessing. Because, I mean, I think you're just doing a disservice if you don't run the ball with all these great running backs we have. The J.D. Kings, you know, the uh, Gerald Greens, Jalen White, Tyler Johnson now, A.J. Brown. You, you got some guys back here who can play. You don't want to. You don't want to uh, let that go by the wayside. Let these kids get out there and do something. I know they will. So we're gonna have a balanced attack that's gonna be aggressive, and I don't think half of these teams are ready for it. That's just my gut feeling. That's the bias in me. I'm biased when it comes to that. I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm biased in that, and that's just how it's going to be. I wouldn't have it no other way. I love this turnaround that we're doing here, and I think the turnaround that we have going for us right now is something special it's a new era in georgia southern football 
when you look at the Irk Russells, the Paul Johnsons, even the Tim Stowers, you know, in the low points, we had the Brian Van Gorders and and um the, the guy that I don't want to name, but you know, I don't want to talk about the 2017 season. But you know, when we have those type of, you know, coaches, ups and downs, the Chad Lunsfords who've done a really good job. You know what I mean? Oh man, I forgot the coach named with the two lane. You have guys like that. The ups and downs, this new era, this this era of Georgia Southern football that's coming out now is something very, very different than what we had before. Very different. I think it was another time we tried a pro style offense or something like that. Something closer. I think it was the what was it? Uh Brian Van Gorder. The the O six year, I don't even want to talk about that that because he tried to gut this entire organization and this whole program and um oh Jesus Christ. Don't even want to go there. But this, when you have a Jared Benko that gets the blessing from Marrero, the the president, you get this type of blessing to bring a guy in like uh, Clay Helton, which they'll tell you the story. It started off at a ten minute phone call, end up been talking, end up talking to him for hours, bringing him down from California to the uh, South Georgia. Uh, I guess Statesboro, really South Georgia, but you know what I mean. Knowing that he's from the Gainesville, Florida area. He's not too far from home. It, I, I, it's a beautiful thing. The people that he bought in, when I talk about the staff, the best staff among a group of five, did y'all understand that he built the best staff and I think he was number six in the country right behind the USC, the same team that he left? I did a video about it. I, can't remember. I think he was number six and USC was number seven. But nevertheless... The guys that he bought in are guys from the Southeast, guys that he picked from Western Kentucky, from Washington, and um, and um, places uh, for all over. Uh, Merritt, the running back from ten- the running back coach from Tennessee, he bought all those guys in that was from this area. So it's like nobody's really homesick. Guys are really in their element right now. I'm not really sure about Will Harris, which I need to pull that up. I, I, I'm not necessarily know where he's from. But that would be really interesting to see. Give me one second. There he is. There he is. I don't know if it'll tell us where he's from. But nevertheless. Oh, he's from California. Okay, so he, he was a uh, MVP. He was a uh, highly recruited athlete out of Oak, uh, Charter Oak High in Covina, California. So he's he's a little out of out of his element, but he knows Coach Helton very well. And not only that, he comes down here to the South Georgia, the Georgia Southern, and he loves it down here. He didn't realize how much football was king down here, you know. But nevertheless. Even though everybody's not from here, they're loving it down here. You never know what type of life changes you can have being in this area. Well, I'm in South Carolina now, but you just never know what it's like being in. I grew up in the Savannah, Georgia area. I love the Southeast. There's no other place I would want to be personally. And I understand why some other people feel that way. Like, like I mean, it's, it's just a, it's a beautiful place to be. Not too far from the beach. The weather don't get too bad. Got to duck out for some hurricanes. But other than that, we're good. 
But he's got a lot of people here that wants to be, it seems like they want to be here. They want to be the wide receiver coach. He's from Alabama or something like that. I mean, there's a lot of guys. I mean, I, I can go down the entire list, but I, I just feel like it's it's, it's kind of like not necessary, but you guys understand where I'm coming from. I, I just love what I see here. I love what I see here. I mean, everybody that's here, from I mean, all the way from Coach Helton, all the way down to, you know, the sports psychologist, Dr. Brandon Harris, Katie O'Connor. I mean, the nutritionist. I mean, shout out to the nutritionist. I mean, director, performer of nutrition. Phenomenal job of getting these guys together. Her and, and Robert Steiner. I don't know if they're working together, but I'm pretty sure they are. I mean, they're just doing a phenomenal job of getting these guys together. Getting these guys built up so they have some muscle mass on them so they can look like some serious football players that the other teams, they're going to be already, you know, kind of look at us kind of funny, but now they're going to have to look at us with some respect. And this is what we need. This is what we need here at Georgia Southern. This is what we need. And I and, and and I'm I'm not I'm not going to take it lightly, and I don't think any of us as fans need to take it lightly. And, and before I close, I want to say this: Do y'all understand the amount of kids that are coming to Georgia Southern to, to, to visit throughout this entire spring practice and spring scrim? I mean, you look on Twitter, my God, it's like two or three different kids that I see that has already visited or coming to visit. Coach Clay Helton got guys that are that are that are probably going to be graduating uh 2026. He's already looking at. So this is this is what I'm this is what I'm talking about here. We're probably looking at a situation and I, I don't want to look too far ahead cuz I could I could do this. We're looking at a situation here where Clay Helton is probably going to be here for the next 5 years. You don't recruit that far down unless if he gets a job that's that's just an offer that he can't refuse. He goes and win like 10, 11, 12 games with Georgia Southern, goes undefeated, maybe win one game, I mean, maybe lose one game, and he ends up going to a power five school. That that's like my biggest fear. But the way he's setting it up, he's recruiting kids that are graduating high school in 2025. He's already doing that. So if you think about it, let's say if you get a good recruiting class and he's winning games and he's comfortable here. So you're looking at him being around, let's say, 2025. Those kids graduate for four years or three years. You're looking at 2028. You're looking at a six-year six year deal. And I can't remember how long he signed for. I think he signed for five or something like that. I can't remember. And then with the, the the change in the college football, you just never know what may happen within the next five years. This whole situation with the playoffs, and I know they already said that they um, voted to keep the playoffs at a four-team uh, schedule. That, that That's not set in stone. I promise you it's not set in stone. This could be a situation where they change their mind in two years because of the fact that money talks, and if some of these teams get so prominent, we have a situation like that where group of five power five teams could get together and do something. Another Cincinnati, three or four Cincinnati's to come out and want to run rough shot on the, on the playoff system. 
And when you have an expanded playoff, I'm going to tell you right now, it may not happen in, in due time, but it may happen a little bit further down the road. If you expand the playoffs, I'm certain that other kids will go to different schools because they have a shot. A lot of kids go to Georgia's and Alabama's, Ohio State's. They go to these prominent schools because they know they're going to have a chance to be in the top four. What if it turns to the top eight? What if it turns to the top 16? And I don't think this is something that people don't really realize, but that's a whole nother thing that I can talk about down the road. I do not want to get into that too much further. I just want to let you guys know that this turnaround from three and nine can easily turn to eight and four. I expect nothing less with all the stuff that's going on here. I'm getting to the point where I demand these kids go out there and execute. But the only way they'll be able to execute is the coaching staff got to get them right because it's not all on them. It's not all on the kids. They had a rough season last year due to the lack of uh, preparation and coaching. Coach Whitley was put in a bad spot. Now they reloaded not only with the coaching staff but with the kids. We got new recruits in. We got a whole different style coming in. We have a whole new attitude and aura coming around. I can't wait to see these guys in person to see how well they do. Players coming back from injury. Players are ready and hungry to finish out their fifth, sixth, and seventh go round at Georgia Southern on top. How could you not be on board with this turnaround? How could you not? If you like this content, hit the like button, share this content, subscribe to any of these platforms if you would like. If you don't mind, let everybody know what we're doing over here at Eagle Nation. Let everybody know what we're doing over here at Atlanta Falcons Nation. Let people know because the season is unofficially started with the spring games and the Falcon season will start after the draft is over. And I'm going to be here trying to give you guys the most um, content, the best commentary, the best opinions out here. I feel that right now something is really brewing, something really special at Georgia Southern. And don't sleep on what's going on with Atlanta. A lot of people try to make the butter jokes of us, but that's all right. We can turn it around. We can make it happen. If you also find it in your heart to donate, click the link down in the description. There are various ways you can donate via Cash App, PayPal, or even through Anchor. If you want to subscribe to that uh, platform and you want to donate on, a, I think it's on a daily, uh, weekly or a one-time or a monthly basis, all that stuff is down there. I really would appreciate it either way. I am getting out of here, folks. I will see you guys on Wednesday. You guys have a great Tuesday. You guys take it easy. Y'all be blessed. Peace.